In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time to get happy. Harvesting happiness with Lisa Cypress Cayman. A fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness because happiness is a choice. And happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show, Harvesting Happiness. Lisa's going to shine a light on the well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. And as a filmmaker, psychologist, author, professor, and motivational speaker specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cypress-Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. In the show, she'll also focus on military families, service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and civilian life reintegration issues. So let's get to it. Harvesting Happiness on Togedad.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, wherever you may be. I'm here today to talk with you, as I am every Wednesday, about happiness, well-being, and human flourishing. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, the achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but for those around us. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity on a global, le- global level. Happiness is a positive virus. In short, happiness matters. It comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. With that, I'm here today with two wonderful guests, and these guests are my mentors. They are Drs. Ron and Mary Holnick. They're world-renowned pioneers and innovators in the emerging field of spiritual psychology. As founding faculty and co-directors of the University of Santa Monica, USM, the Worldwide Center for the Study and Practice of Spiritual Psychology, they have developed and continue to facilitate USM's innovative master's degree programs in this field. Their work is highly experiential and seeks to assist students in discovering their own answers to life's essential questions. Welcome, Ron and Mary. Good morning, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, good morning. What a pleasure. What a true delight to have you on the show this morning. Um, You are two of the most inspirational people in my life. And in fact, you have uh, participated in the documentary film that I created, H Factor, Where Is Your Heart? with my daughter, Kayla, who is now 13. And I am just honored and delighted to welcome you here to talk about your newest book, Loyalty to Your Soul. It's a joy to be with you, Lisa. In fact, I'm surprised that your daughter isn't conducting the interview. (laughs) I know, me too. We had to send her to school. I had to send her to her day job and get her out of the house. Um, I wanted to just chat a little bit to describe loyalty to your soul, um, and then we'll just get into some questions. Uh, Loyalty to your soul establishes spiritual psychology as a paradigm-altering frontier. 
It initiates a radical shift at the core of contemporary psychological thought by unveiling a technology for using everyday experiences as rungs on the ladder of spiritual evolution. And what I wanted to talk about um, in, in, in terms of spiritual psychology is this is not mumbo jumbo uh, talk. This is everyday common sense uh, languaging that you're presenting here and thoughts that any of us, regardless of our background, can grasp. And I would love for you to just get into it and address this. Well, you, well Lisa, you're absolutely uh, accurate. And the the whole, uh, let's call it the foundational principles, have to do with really a being able to bridge over from a person's everyday reality and convert that into spiritual evolution. Uh, heretofore, it's been you go to church for one thing, and then you do psychology, and those are two very separate things. And our point of view is, and, and continues to be, that you can take some of the sound psychological uh, principles and they bridge very nicely into a context of what we call spiritual evolution. In other words, good psychological health is also good for your spiritual growth. And Indeed. Oh, I'm sorry, Mary. And one of the fundamental principles of spiritual psychology is that we are divine beings having a human experience. So part of what is so positive about spiritual psychology and so practical at the same time is that it gives people very simple and easy ways to uh, experience more of their own spirituality and at the same time to improve the quality of their lives. Indeed. And what exactly does it mean to be loyal to your soul? What it really means is to, let me back up a little bit. A lot of people talk about um, spiritual law, and there really is such a thing as spiritual law, which simply means to live one's life in accordance with spiritual principles. The major spiritual principle, as agreed upon by every major religion, is that the essence of everything that is spiritual and uh, for want of a better word, I'll say good, is love. So as one learns how to, be, how to uh, be in the world in a more loving way, automatically they are growing spiritually. The two things go together. You don't have to do anything to be spiritual. You have to realize that that's what you already are and start behaving from that context. I love the way you phrase this, Ron, because many people will say, well, I'm not religious, or religion has failed me, or I'm disillusioned with the church or the temple or whatever their um, religion of origin has been. And I, I, I love the concept of spirituality being, yes, it is a part of religion or a component, but it is not the definer of spirituality. It comes from another place. Well, the way that we see it, uh, we, we like to think of religion as a container. In other words, a religion is a set of practices and rituals and beliefs, and the goal of them is that you will become a more loving person. And our point of view is, well, what if we just 
learn how to become a more loving person. In other words, if, spirit, if religion is a container, spirituality is what it is containing. What we are finding is that we can move into the what is being contained without needing uh, to go into all of the things that tend to divide people, such as my way is better than your way. I wear a hat, you don't. I eat this food, you don't. All of those things have nothing to do with spirituality. Those are all man-made ideas about what a uh, a good member of a church will do. And that's all fine. We're not against any of that. It just doesn't have an awful lot to do with realizing who you are as a loving being. Spiritual psychology goes to the heart of that. Or said in another way, religion really are forms and spirituality is the essence, and the essence is loving. Mm. Indeed. And to speak of loving, between the two of you, you have shared uh, 35 years as a, as a couple, as partners, as co-creators of this incredible uh, master's program that you offer at the University of Santa Monica. And I would love for you to talk about um, your 60-plus collective years of spiritual <laughs> practice. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, right? You know, like you think, how did that happen? And, <laughs> That's and, right. How did that happen? I, <laughs> well, you know, um, I would say, Lisa, that uh, for me, this has been something that has been awakening within my consciousness throughout my entire life. Same here. And um, just seems so natural and innate to me that I don't even really think about it so much as a practice, although, of course, it is, and the principles and practices that are part of spiritual psychology have uh, really become a way of being and a way of life for us. You know, uh, this is really what's very exciting about living in a time such as now, and that is that more and more and more people are recognizing that they have always had something inside of them that was compelling them into a greater, let's call it a greater ideal of the possible life, that it doesn't have to be about strife and suffering and competition and beating out the next person, that there can be a coming together, there can be community, there can be a shared visions. There can be things we work toward together for the highest good of all concern. And that the, you may, you may or may not know this, the sales of spiritual books are the single greatest uh, um, books that are being sold in bookstores and uh, Kindles and everything else all over the world. This is, it's like something is awakening something is being born it's a very 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 exciting time indeed and i i wanted to talk a little bit about the book and and the call to write the book and really to bring this information and technology to the world at large we're living in a period of great strife, great change, great opportunity, great adventure, and somebody who is sitting halfway around the world without the resources to, to join a program at USM now has access to do so from the comfort and privacy of their own home. Absolutely accurate, and it's for that same reason that we're 
hard at work developing an online version of the book so that um, it can be presented in a more interactive way to anyone who has access to that technology. It's really very exciting. It is very exciting. We're going to go to a break in a minute, and when we come back, we're going to continue the discussion with Drs. Ron and Mary Halnick about their new book, Loyalty to Your Soul. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen. I'm your host at Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. And to reach the University of Santa Monica, um, you can Google uh, Ron and Mary, help me out here with this, please www.universityofsantamonica.edu. I knew that, but of course, when I had to recite it immediately, uh, I I drew a blank. (laughs) That's okay. We'll we'll be back in a minute. This is Lisa Cypress-Kaney. We know that life is tough. And that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Part of the Grateful Good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center. Through new and traditional media, Members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back, everybody. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, your host on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. I'm here today with doctors Ron and Mary Holnick of the University of Santa Monica and authors of Loyalty to Your Soul. They have written just a beautiful book about the heart of spiritual psychology, which is the master's program that I I have been through and uh, spawned me into a life that I could have never imagined, in all honesty, prior to attending USM. I was a graduate of USM in 2007, and through my USM experience, I found passion, purpose, place, and meaning in life, which is to explore and felicitate happiness. Welcome back, Ron and Mary. 
Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Before we went on break, we were talking about about the book, Loyalty to Your Soul. What uh, was the impetus for writing the book and, and how you are bringing this technology to people around the world? Well, I think there were really a couple of things. One was that people kept asking us if we would write a book, but then Ron had a, an experience, um, an inner experience that really precipitated us into it. It was one of these kind of dreams, you know, that seem like they're not dreams. Uh, I was literally given the book by our spiritual teacher, John Roger, and uh, and then later we were at a meeting with him, and I shared that dream with him, and he simply said that wasn't a dream. And so, to me, uh, you know, this is just it just came out of us as a as part of, uh, for want of a better word, I would say, is our ministry that has to do with. Uh, sharing these principles and practices with everybody in the world who is ready to hear them and ready to work with them. Not everybody is, but enough people are that it's significant. Well, I would I would want to talk about one word that comes to mind when I think about what you've just said is the concept of the story, that everybody arrives in this world uh, as they grow up with a story about where they came from, who they are, who they believe themselves to be, and how the concepts that you teach through spiritual psychology really uh, offer the opportunity for us to look at our story and make a conscious decision about how we want to live in life and be with life. Lisa, that is just so accurate. If uh, If people would consider the way that they present themselves in the world and and it basically comes down into two choices uh, do you present yourself in the world as a victim or you present yourself in the world as someone who is self-responsible meaning that you take responsibility for all of your actions all of your feelings and every and every aspect of your life really and if you live in the world as a victim then our experience is that things will just happen to you that support that notion that you are a victim. I can't tell you how many uh, people that I talk to who just keep telling me all of the terrible things that happen to them in their lives, and it never occurs to them that they may be drawing those things to them because they present themselves as a victim. Similarly, and as you well know from your experience at USM, it's when people begin taking responsibility for their inner environment, for their own thoughts, their own feelings. That's when their lives really start to shift into much more of a of a positive focus and consistent with the theme of your show. That's when they start to really experience greater levels of happiness. And if I can add to that, Lisa, this matter of identification that you mentioned a few minutes ago to me is very, very powerful. Often we become identified with our story. Several years ago at the university, we did a, an event for our graduates, which was called The Story of You. And the opportunity in that event really was to let go of the misidentification with the story. Because as Ron said, 
often our story is how we've been victimized, how all these things were done to us and how other people are at fault and to blame for the circumstances in which we find ourselves, which is an extraordinarily disempowering way of thinking about oneself and, and one's life. And as Ron was sharing, when we begin to understand that we have choices and that we can take responsibility not only for what's going on around us in our lives but inside of us, that we really have the opportunity to liberate ourselves from the misidentification with our story and begin to reveal to ourselves who we truly are, a divine being, a loving being, a joyful being, a creative being. Well, th- this is very true what you say, Mary. However, I want to bring up one point which I would love for you to explain to our listeners, and this is the concept of tragedy occurring, that indeed tragedy does occur in people's lives. You know, they witness horrendous acts or things being done to them, um, rape, violence, uh, addiction, combat situations. You know, in many cases, we have a lot of uh, military families that participate in the program. And I think what, what I hear you say, is that it, it really isn't about those issues, that they go on, that this is part of the human experience, these, these, these uh, moments of trauma and terror, but they need not define us, that out of that experience, something else can be born by choice. Well said, Lisa. Well said. You know, these things are part of the human experience, and our approach certainly does not minimize Uh, the human suffering that does occur. It's simply um, the the work of a spiritual psychology and uh, the information that and experiences that we present in loyalty to your soul are designed to help people find a way to make peace with those experiences and to realize that those experiences do not need to define them and and their lives. Not not only that, <clears throat> yes, all of those things happen. Uh, when it, this is not a Pollyanna approach where we pretend that things don't happen. But one of the principles that we have at USM is how you relate to the issue is the issue. And from a spiritual point of view, these things are not seen as tragic. They're seen as opportunities for us to learn and grow. And that is probably the hardest shift for people to make who are new to this work. Let's take, for example, uh, war. Uh, you're a soldier. You're out there in, uh, in war. And some of the things that I've learned from talking to people who've been in that kind of situation, they learned that there were extraordinary levels of courage inside of them that they never knew existed. They learned that they could have extraordinary levels of friendship and community and camaraderie and uh, closeness and intimacy with other people that they never knew was possible. Things like that that changed them for life. Some people, such as Viktor Frankl, who 
wrote Man's Search for Meaning, who was a psychiatrist in the Nazi concentration camps. He came out of the experience saying that he recognized that everything can be stripped from a, unit, from a human being except the dignity of who they are. And this was the this was the basis of his whole psychological approach from then on. So it's not about the experience. It's about what you do with the experience. It's like you've been dealt a hand of cards. How will you play them? That's what's important. Very well said. And it, it, it truly is about the, the, the dealing with the, with the cards. My own experience, and I'm sure there are many students that you have spoken to over the past years with the shift in the economy and some radical changes in people's lives, have gone through some extreme challenges. And one of the things that I have found as a result of my master's program at USM is my ability to deal with them, to, to reframe these issues as opportunities for my own growth. But more important than that is using the adversity as a tool to get out of my own way, my own pity party or my own story of the moment, and be useful and do something for someone else. And in doing so, it elevates my own consciousness, my own well-being, my own ha- happiness levels and joy, and minimizes that sense of adversity or um, angst. Exactly. Well, and, and Lisa, what you say is, is so accurate. And when you said do something for someone else, what we have observed and through our own experience have found is that being of service to others is one of the ways that people do find deep fulfillment and happiness. And I think you know that very well from your own experience. As I recall, you were very involved with an orphanage in India for a while. Yes, I still am. And uh, the, the service aspect uh, began, in all honesty, at the onset of my USM experience. It, it was a tandem, tandem awakening. You know, as I awakened certain parts of myself, these other areas became activated, and they all went hand in hand and have built um, quite uh, a vessel for philanthropy and and wanting to help others and to serve and to in doing so i become spiritually rich and i think that's part of the message that i would love to share with our listeners who don't really know about usm or spiritual psychology that you know uh we have a guest coming up on the show in a few weeks george resch is his name and he uh has a company that uh happy is the new rich and i think this is what we're really talking about in essence I love that idea. That's so true. <laughs> Very well said. And, you know, uh, Lisa, as you, as you correctly point out, this is something I think a lot of people don't realize, that doing service, when you do service, when you do things for somebody else, the primary benefit, benefactor is not the person you're doing the service for. The primary benefactor is you who's doing the service because you do the service from a place of loving inside yourself, and you get the biggest benefit. Service is really a very selfish thing. Oh, absolutely. We really had fun with a service project this past uh, December, an organization that is... uh, close to us, uh, does a service project down on the Santa Monica Pier for a couple of thousand uh, children from the uh, south central area of Los Angeles. And um, 
we know the director of that project. She is a USM grad, and every year they collect an enormous number of toys to give to these children. And I said to Ron one Sunday, I said, Mary, Ron, Mary I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we're going to need to go to a break, and we'll be right back, and we're going to continue talking with doctors Ron and Mary Holnick about service and spiritual psychology. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet.com. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back, everybody. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, your host of Harvesting Happiness Live Talk Radio. I'm here today with doctors Ron and Mary Holnick, authors of Loyalty to Your Soul, The Heart of Spiritual Psychology. They are also the heads of the University of Santa Monica, which is the master's degree program in spiritual psychology that I attended. Prior to the break, we are um, we were speaking about service project, and Mary was uh, sharing a project that she was involved with concerning uh, children. Welcome back, Ron and Mary. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Well, 
we got so infused with this idea of uh, gifting these um, toys to this um, organization that Ron and I went out personally and uh, purchased about 150 teddy bears. And then we realized it would be so wonderful for the students to become involved with this too. And suffice it to say, Lisa, uh, about 750 teddy bears were generated from uh, the university for this service project. And not only were Ron and my hearts filled to overflowing, it touched all the students and all that love went into those teddy bears and then was transmitted onto the recipients of them during the service project. It was, it was such a demonstration of how fulfilling service is. And besides, we had the best time shopping <clears throat> Because we go into Walmarts and we go into Rite Aids <laughs> and we go into all these different stores and we buy them out of bears and we'd be on the checkout line with all these bears and everybody would be asking us what we're doing and we would be sharing with them and there was one guy who took twenty dollars out of his pocket and gave it to Mary and said, "Here, I want to help," and we just were lighting up the store wherever we went and. As to what I was saying before about the one doing the service as the biggest recipient, we just had the best time. It was great. It is the viral effect of, of li living consciously and, and authentically. I, I, I have found that to be my experience, is that everywhere you go, when you show up for life with this attitude of wanting to learn and wanting to share and wanting to express the joy. We all want joy, every one of us. There isn't a curmudgeon on the planet that at, at his or her heart doesn't want to live more joyfully. Right. So this work is all about sort of igniting that spark and and sharing it. And you speak eloquently, eloquently about this in Chapter 3 about life is for learning, that that's what we're here to do. Uh, Lisa, that's so accurate. The, uh, when we talk about life is for learning, we have to draw a distinction between what we refer to as the goal line of life, which is the world of physical reality that most of us are conditioned into. And in that reality, <coughs> success means achievement. So you achieve more money, you achieve the better job, you achieve better health, you achieve a great relationship, all of those things. And we draw the distinction that while all of that's going on, there's a whole other dimension going on too, which is the dimension of spiritual reality. So if the physical reality is the goal line, we speak of spiritual reality as the soul line. And the soul line isn't about achievement, it's about learning. It's mm. all about learning. So we refer to that as the learning line of life. So from a soul's point of view, from the point of view of our own spiritual evolution, the only question that we really ever ask ourselves from any experience that we have is, what can I help me realize who I am as a divine loving being more than I did before the experience. It has nothing to do with the results of the experience. It has only to do with what we learn from it. And that's why we refer to the soul line as. Well, I think we might have. Down. 
I think we might have lost our guest temporarily. So no, I'm we're here. To, oh, good, 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 good. We had a uh, we had a power surge. I think that's what it is. Where where did we lose you? Ooh, oh, you didn't lose me. We just temporarily got disconnected. I think you were out there talking about the soul line. Yes, and what I was saying was that the only thing the soul is concerned about is what am I learning from this experience. And so we refer to the soul line as the learning line, and that's what Chapter 3 is all about. And really what we're learning is to be more aware of who we really are, to be more aware of the loving, the joy, the compassion, um, the courage, the strength of heart that reside within us. And uh, it's also a process of awakening to the natural knowing and wisdom that resides within each person as well. The word that comes forward as you describe this, Mary, is a, uh, a warrior, and it's a warrior of a different sort. You know, we, we like to think of warriors in the American sense as our soldiers who are her, are often at war and are returning home as veterans, but we all are warriors on multiple levels. And this kind of um, warring or warriorship is really internal about our struggle with ourself, with ourself, and wanting to um, come out of it in a more glorified way, to, to use adversity and become something else, to show up for life in a more positive way, in a more enlightened way. Yes. And Dan Millman wrote a beautiful book called The Way of the Peaceful Warrior that speaks to this. And also John Roger has written an inspirational book on this subject called The Spiritual Warrior. So to me, what you're saying is very accurate. It, it really requires a, this involvement in this kind of work in consciousness requir- requires a real intentionality and purposefulness. But, you know, it's a funny kind of a war because you... You don't win this war by beating your enemy. You win this war by loving and embracing your enemy. And that's a whole different notion of war. How beautifully said that it is It is about the love. It is absolutely about the loving. And the loving starts with oneself to uh, stop beating, stop warring with oneself, stop beating oneself up over things that you can't control, that uh, you, you can't change that are external, and start getting real busy with the things that you can. Exactly. And this relates to one of the principles of spiritual psychology, how you relate to the issue is the issue, or how you relate with yourself while you go through the issue is the issue. So rather than judging and condemning and blaming oneself and being Uh, chronically upset inside oneself, one can begin to be compassionate and understanding and and deeply empathetic with oneself and accepting. And it just transforms everything. Indeed it does. And I am... uh one of the uh, positive poster children of... of, <laughs> of you really us. are, Lisa. <laughs> well, it, is, it was life-altering and continues to be life-altering for me every day. Uh, the work that I get to do, that I feel honored to be able to share. And it's really a choice about showing up for life. You know, besides the byproduct that we, uh, we 
hope to achieve, we aspire to achieve by the work we do, uh, albeit uh, financial remuneration or um, uh, gaining uh, attention from the world at large. It's really about the choice to show up in this way, which is so satisfying and produces uh, a level of euphoria in, in me, certainly in, in the people around me, because I know my loved ones are affected by the work I do as well. And it is astounding. So I'm really here to, to, to share the message, not just as a spokesperson, but <laughs> as, a, 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 as a client, as a byproduct, as a student, and as a, a, a champion uh, of the work. And I wanted to ask uh, a couple of questions because I know that people who are skeptics would say, well, that doesn't pay my bills. That doesn't cure my cancer. That doesn't uh, bring my uh, son or daughter who was killed in the war home alive. How would you respond to that? The work, you know, as I, as I said before, Lisa, the work is not about producing results in physical world reality. The work is about how you're going to play the hand that you have been dealt. So it doesn't bring anybody back from the grave. But what it does do is it helps you make peace with the fact of what has happened. It helps you see how you can use what has happened so that you be so that you you grow from it spiritually. So it's it's not about changing this level. One of the uh, the things that I became aware of, uh, I like to write down what I call downloads. They're these things that just come into my head. And one of the recent was, ones is that um, uh, many people are trying to change the world. And what they fail to realize is that the world is designed to assist them in learning how to change themselves. <laughs> it makes me think of a, a line that the, that the universe is conspiring with us as opposed well, to that, against that's us. That's true. <laughs> From a spiritual point of view, it turns out that's very true. I, I believe so. We are going to need to cut to a break in about a minute. Um, and prior to going off on the break, I wanted to give the call-in number. And when we come back, we'll open up the phone lines for anybody that might like to call in with a question for Ron and Mary at 877-864-4869. Again, 877-864-4869. And within the book, Loyalty to Your Soul, there are 22 uh, spiritual psychology principles that are introduced to us. And one of them is, of course, personal responsi responsibility is the foundational key that opens the door to freedom. And when we come back, I would love for Ron and Mary to elaborate on some of these principles and this other concept that many of us, most of us have heard throughout our life, and that being forgiveness. But Ron and Mary have to share something about forgiveness with a twist. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Uh, with Ron and Mary Holnick of the University of Santa Monica and authors of Loyalty to Your Soul. And we will be right back on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. Well, I've just been told by Carrie, our wonderful producer, to keep it going. So I will. I will keep it going by saying that think of this question How are you going to choose to show up for life? Where is my heart? Where is 
of my heart. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Part of the grateful good. Grateful Nation brings together patience, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back, everyone. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, your host of Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. I'm here today with doctors Ron and Mary Holnick, authors of Loyalty to Your Soul, The Heart of Spiritual Psychology. And prior to the break, we were talking about the 22 principles of spiritual psychology that are presented in their new book. And we were talking about the concept of forgiveness with a twist. Welcome back, Ron and Mary. Thank you, Lisa. Well, you know, one of the principles of spiritual psychology is that healing is the application of loving to the places inside that hurt. And this principle, from my point of view, really provides uh, a doorway for us to talk about forgiveness. And forgiveness with a twist for us means compassionate self-forgiveness. It's like the ego would try to seduce us into forgiving others for what they've done. But uh, in my experience, that's a kind of a subtle form of holding on to the grudge or the feeling that somehow that we've been wronged in the situation, where ultimately what we're really forgiving 
are the judgments that we place against other people or or even ourselves. And let me say that a little bit differently. If you think about the way that most stories of forgiveness uh, are told, they're told from the point of view that some some terrible thing happened and someone did something that was that was wrong or bad to someone else and but that person uh, was bigger than what had been done to them they rose above it and they forgave the other person who has done them wrong now that would be the way the ego would do forgiveness that would be the way the small self would do forgiveness the soul doesn't forgive that way the soul doesn't enter into forgiveness that way what the soul says is that from a spiritual point of view, nobody did anything to anybody that's wrong. In spiritual perspective, there is no such thing as wrong. All there is is what happens and how we react to it, how we play the cards. If you get a crummy poker hand, you could judge the poker hand as wrong, but that's not going to help you win the game. So from the spiritual point of view and the track that we take, we say... The thing that needs to be forgiven is our misunderstanding of an event that made it wrong in the first place. This is so hard for most people because it goes against the very fabric of the way that most of us have been brought up to see things from a right-wrong egotistical perspective. So self-forgiveness at USM is we say, Let's start by looking at where we are holding wrongness, where we are holding againstness. And if you look around the world, especially now, there's no shortage of places where you can see people running all around the streets, angry, upset, enraged. I was even reading something this morning where there was a rage day someplace. And as if uh, it was a good thing to express one's rage. Well, it is to get it out of one system, but that doesn't really promote healing. What promotes healing is we say, you know what? I really don't know what's for the highest good here. I am not going to enter into judgment. And for all the times that I did, I hereby forgive myself and let go of the judgment. I'm, I'm done making people and circumstances wrong. I want to live in the loving. That's, about the, that's a way to sum it up. And probably one of the most difficult concepts to embrace um, for the average person on a daily basis. And it's, Absolutely. It's, and, and because we are human and because uh, for many of us the default setting is to go to the place of wanting to point the finger outward, what I hear you saying is it's really about taking that finger and pointing it inward to the heart and saying, well, what about me? Where is my role in this equation and how can I change my perspective to um, thrive instead of whine? If we start out from a spiritual perspective and we, we see that, see, it's, a, it's an error in approach to think that the goal is to become more uh, loving. You can't become more of what you already are. What you can do is you can release the things that prevent you from realizing who you are. As the Persian po poet uh, Rumi said, the goal is not to seek for love. The goal is not to seek 
for love. The goal is to find all the barriers that you have placed against it. And then we add to that and to let go of them and to dissolve them and to take them down. Indeed. And that, that is profound. And the, and the greatest barriers are the ones that uh, we hold in our mind, I think. Those are the only ones. Yes. You know, and Lisa, one of the soul-centered skills that we teach within the, the master's program at the University of Santa Monica is something called reframing issues as blessings. Not as a form of spiritual bypass, but as a true way of coming into compassion for ourselves, for our humanness, the human condition and situation on this planet, and utilizing these challenges and difficulties that we all encounter as just a natural part of daily life in such a way that they can assist us in dissolving those barriers that we have placed against love and move into the greater compassion, acceptance, and ultimately peace. Oh, indeed. It has been my experience, certainly with the work at USM and and my life as it has gone forward in in, in the years after I've graduated. And the work, the concept of spiritual psychology, I, I would just would like to encapsulate it in some really simple words once again for our listeners who think that somehow there's some uh, woo-woo kind of mystery, because there really isn't. This is really solid information that makes sense when one looks at it from the perspective of responsibility. I'd say that spiritual psychology is the art and science of learning how to let go of anything that prevents you from realizing who you are as a divine loving being. It's very, very well put, Ron. And uh, for those of our listeners who wish to make contact with you personally or the university and to find out more about your book and what, what gifts you are offering, um, how would they reach you? Well, they can write to us at authors at loyaltytoyoursoul.com. They can write there. If they'd like to visit the university's website, that is www.universityofsantamonica.edu. And um, I would love to have you come back again in a few months because there are so many other uh, concepts that I know that you have to share pearls of wisdom and ways for people to access greater clarity in their own minds. And it might be a, a wonderful idea to check in in a few months and see uh, how we might be able to augment what we've shared today. And I'd love for you to do that. That would be wonderful, Lisa. We would love to. This is great. Well, I wanted to thank Drs. Ron and Mary Holnick for coming to join us today on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. I wanted to read a little something from um, Loyalty to Your Soul, if that's all right with you, Ron and Mary, because these are your words, and they uh, uh, are very poignant to me. And it is very timely, given what is going on in the world today. And um, Ron and Mary write, uh, and actually this is uh, not what you wrote. This is a quotation from a pastor. Of a, of a Christian church in the Seattle area, you quote Dr. Bob Moorhead, uh, mm-hmm. who writes, The paradox of our time in history is that we have taller buildings but shorter tempers, wider freeways but narrower viewpoints. We spend more but have less. 
We buy more but enjoy less. We have bigger houses and smaller families, more conveniences but less time. We have more degrees but less sense, more, ju- more knowledge but less judgment, more experts yet more problems, more medicine but less wellness. And you get, get the point. Um, it goes on and on and on. And it is the, uh, the paradox of more versus less. And in this time that we're going through of huge economic change, um, political change, and opportunities to shift both internally and externally, um, I hope that everybody uh, looks in other places to find some of these answers to these very challenging questions. You know, who are we? What are we doing here? How can we show up for life in a better, more fulfilling way? This is certainly the mission of Harvesting Happiness. It certainly is the lifelong mission of uh, uh, Drs. Ron and Mary Holnick and the University of Santa Monica. Um, And I have a couple of parting thoughts that I love to share at the end of each show, and that is about happiness not being a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. That happiness is an inside job. And I might add, uh, one of my other mentors said to me the other day that happiness is your job, that it's each one of our jobs. And I wanted to thank everybody for coming and joining us today on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio and wishing you all kind thoughts, kinder words, and kindest actions. Ron and Mary, is there any pearl of wisdom, any one thing that you can send our listeners off today with um, that they, one question that might provoke them into having a conversation with another about the concepts of spiritual psychology and how it applies into modern living? Well, a, a very simple thing that I think is so powerful, and I would encourage those of you listening, uh, look for the loving essence in others. If you can learn to look through the eyes of love, it will transform not only what you see, but uh, where you reside inside yourself. You will learn how to see with the eyes of your heart, to hear with the ears of your heart, and to relate to yourself and to those around you from that place. That's a simple practice that is part of spiritual psychology and makes a profound difference. And I guess the one that I would add is to uh, contemplate that loving is a place within. They're cutting us off, so we're going to part with that because it's beautiful. And thank you again for joining us today on Harvesting Happiness. Uh, talk radio. I'm sorry, Ron. It's all right, Lisa. We're leaving here together with loving, with uh, the eyes of loving for uh, each other and everybody out there. Thank you again for joining me today. 10, 11 Central here on Tokyo. 